Hello and welcome to According to John. Today's topic, what does the Bible teach about hope? This is a good one. This is an encouragement. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world that uh, it's not so encouraging. So we're going to tune that out today. We're just going to look at Jesus and what he says to us. And I think more than anything, we need hope. We And boy, wait till you find out what the biblical word hope is. Oop, I'm yeah. trying not to jump ahead, John. <laughs> oh, you know how I want to do that. Steal your thunder. You do the research. I take all the glory. <laughs> I'm, I put on the brakes introduce us people got to figure out what's going on here You're oh my goodness hey i am your host john westfall this is my co-host pastor duke hergett the steel master i mean the duke meister hey, <laughs> hey dude you got to be quicker you know i do i'm more liberal than you are with the points though so Oh, well, uh, 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 okay. You get lots of points. I do My get, little brother. I might get a little more than you. We'll, we'll see at the judgment seat of Christ. <laughs> Stingy point, man. You give me the shirt off your back, but point, man, I got to growl I, for them. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't true, it'd be really, really funny. All right. Um, we got good news today. We do. Listen, we're going to talk about hope because, well, the reality is we need, man, we just, we're desperate for hope right now. Just think if you woke up this morning in uh, Ukraine. Wow. Yeah, it, and that's wake up anywhere. China, Russia, Russia, Germany, Germany. Oh my goodness, Europe, Europe, United Kingdom. Any the world's a mess right now. Yeah, but yeah, and, we have and, the blessed hope. And there's a lot of there's a lot of other countries that are going through massive struggles right now. Yeah, that that we haven't reached. We're we're getting there. Yeah, we're heading, but they're, they've led the way. They, we, they're already there. Yeah. yeah. Satan is tightening his grip. Yeah, and then you have those that are in the country of California. <laughs> Soviet <laughs> Republic. Soviet California. Republic yeah. of California. And New York. They're, we're Soviet East or Soviet West. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hey, yeah, guys, I, we're going to talk about hope, and what does the Bible say about hope? So, brother, if you would open us in a word of prayer, let, we will get into this. Let's pray. Father, you have given amazing promises and they give us hope. And we pray that your word will thrill our hearts and help us to tune out the fear of this world, the ways of this world, and claim your promises and just uh, wait, uh, wait with joy the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anoint us as we speak. Anoint those who listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so, you know, when we talk about hope, um, it is... Uh, uh, it expresses the idea of hope and expectation. It's not um, uh, the hope so, maybe so, wishful thinking, like when we say, hey, you know what, I hope you have a nice day, or I hope I get the job, or I hope, listen, this is an expectation because the realities are all in place for this to happen, and the reality is God. Yeah. This word hope in the English language today is, is a, a word that has greatly changed in its meaning in the English language over the last hundred years. Um, 
I think of the word square, for instance. My grandfather would look you in the eye, shake your hand, and people would say, John Herget is a square man. That was a compliment. That was a compliment. In my day, you call me a square in ninth grade, I punch you in the face. Right. Or, or ask for a square. Uh, wasn't it at one point they were calling cigarette squares? Square meal. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about the cigarette thing. I thought I knew everything about about cigarettes and booze right. and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Uh, cigarette called a square. square. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I don't know what prison you were in, John. And I, <laughs> According to Green's Dictionary of Slang, square originates as prison slang for factory-made cigarettes. Okay, you get a point for that, I was, John. I thought they were called I thought squares. I knew more about prison life than you did, and I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you get it. two points, dude. <laughs> but if you, <laughs> I'm going to get this guy back on rail here, okay? So, so the thing, well, wait a minute, because I was like, I know they used to call these cigarettes squares, you, man. Dude, you... You won up me there, dude. I'm proud of you. There, there you <laughs> Two points, dude. I, I thought I knew all about cigarettes. And the, but but give a, <laughs> a square to my grandpa was a compliment. A square to me was a punch in the face. Right. And a, and a square, square to, to my me son was a cigarette. A square, okay. <laughs> and a square to my son, if you said my son, he's in high school, you, you're he a square. He's like a four- corners 90 degree uh, uh, angles it would yeah. mean nothing well and the sum of square was a nerd <laughs> yes that's what i was trying to say right you're trying to get another point aren't you john i'm digging man. we better get back to the discussion i'm trying to get him. but the thing is this the word hope today is as you shared i hope you know hope it rains tomorrow hope it doesn't rain you know hope, i hope you know and it's it's flimsy it's skating on thin right, right. ice it's like eh, things are pretty messed up but you know we always hope right right well what we're talking about from the scriptures ain't that bad no, because the the scripture hope is literally promise that there you go johnny you don't get a point for that because that's god's word when god earns it he gets the credit you get it i'm just you're getting too big over there for your own britches think you're gonna get 10 points for this broadcast no you've already got two or three i got i got four you forgot okay, that yeah, well god's gonna get 10 so Get back on rail here, boy. All right, <laughs> Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now faith is, and this is, again, this is, uh, we're talking about hope. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and so, you know, the hope literally is these promises of God that, that we, uh, uh, the evidence proves is real. So let me illustrate. You, please. We met you. Uh, you're coming to New York on the east side of the river, the hard side, where the demons are stronger over here, and you're going to plant a church. They really are. And, a, and a, yeah, oh, do I get a point for coming over here? You do. All right. Okay, man, I'm so liberal today. <laughs> but we remember helping you unload your truck, and you had hope. Yeah. I'm going to give my life, leave all my business, my my resources, my home behind, start out with nothing, all over again, with uh, three miles to feed besides your own, in hope. Now, today, we fast forward 15 years, you, you 16. Have a, 16, and you have a beautiful facility. You, you're living in a really nice home. Uh, you're driving a, a car you got for $600. I'm so 
so jealous of you. You know, I had a lady just hit me. I know. The other day. That car, I love your car. I love my car. You got it for 600, and this thing runs great. It's a a, uh, A Volvo. Volvo. Yeah, yeah, it's a Sweden, my home away from home. 2003 Volvo S60. So it's like, it's not a collector's edition or anything. But it was a five-speed, so it was millennial-proof. They couldn't steal it. And then, you know, because who, who can drive a standard nowadays? And uh, But it was a great little car, 600 bucks. Got it from a friend of mine in North Carolina. Drove it to Florida. Drove it to North Carolina. Drove it to Ohio. Drove it everywhere. I offered him 700 for it. He wouldn't take <laughs> Won't it. Won't take it. Man, oh, man. But crash to kind of get back to the <laughs> scriptures. Everything and then they here, tried to blame me for the crash. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you can't be in the far right lane and make a left hand turn. <laughs> We're in New York, John. Things happen in New York. Yeah, yeah. W- welcome to my turf. Yeah, I told she's you. like, she's like, yes, I can, and I did. You were in my way. <laughs> the motto of our state, where you get a dirty look, a left hook, and your money took. That's right. And that's on a good day. Oh, my goodness. All right, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, man. But the hope that we have in Christ. Yeah, everything here today is a form of prayer. I look yeah. at people come by, say old college mates, they come through, and we're old men now, and they walk onto our property and, you know, 17 acres and big, beautiful buildings. And I, if we had to pay now and build what we got there, oh, you're talking about $25 million or crazy something. Crazy unbelievable money. with beautiful facilities. And I tell them everything here is a former prayer. Yeah. To, this is the substance of things we hope for. Right. We were before God with a heart yielded to God, ready to serve God and give him glory. And then you just fast forward that 40 years and look what God did. This is the substance of things we hope for. And, you know, for us, it was kind of like hope, but for God, it's like, that's a done deal. Wait till you find out what I'm going to do for you. I'm a big God. I'm good. I love you. Right. Watch this. And so it's just a time frame for God. But this word hope is a word that today we wouldn't translate it uh, hope. We would probably translate it done deal. Or uh, promises. Promise. Yeah. That might be the best translation. Yeah. God said it, and that settles it. Right. Yeah, and and here, you know, of course, our hope is based completely on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, 19 through 23, it says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead. That's the resurrection. That is where uh, everything or where all gods are separated. I like to use this term. I put all my marbles in the Jesus bag on the resurrection alone. Yeah, because that's all we need. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ. At his coming, there's the promise. The promise that Christ would come, he did. Promise that Christ would rise, he did. It was just a matter of time. That which was hoped for in the Messiah was fulfilled in Jesus. And that same promise that stood for him, he makes that same promise to us. Yeah, which is... That's pretty cool. It's the promise. It's not a wishful thinking. It's a done deal. Like you said, how about this? Uh, The hope of forgiveness of sins. 
Colossians 1, 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. It is the promise and our hope rests in his promise because it's a guaranteed thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, and sometimes you feel like you're fighting uh, uh, semantics, if you will, but or terminologies. But to help someone understand hope in Christ is not wishful thinking, but is a solid guarantee. Yeah, the promise is only as good as the one who makes the promise. I remember raising yeah. some kids and they'd asked me things and I wasn't fully focused on what they were saying. We'd be at church and there'd be 50 people I'm trying to kind of watch and talk to and kids, dad, can we, and they'd kind of sneak up on me. They knew how to manipulate yeah. Dad, can we go to friendlies after church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go to friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get them all out of here. I didn't really think about what I said, but they held me accountable to right. it. And I made it right. I made it right. But then I tuned them out after that, you know, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me when I'm at church. But um, we try to keep our promises and God doesn't try. He doesn't try. He does it. He does it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all those fulfilled prophecies Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, 10,665 prophecies in the Bible. Every one of them a promise. Right. Every one of them fulfilled to the letter. Yeah. 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 I I think. Well, how about Hebrews 11, 16, where the promise of a heavenly home. Uh, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Mm-hmm. There's a, that promise that, that we've, we are going to be with God, and we're going to be with him in a glorified body. Ooh, get excited about that. Yeah, does that mean I will have hair? Does it I mean I know. get earlobes? <laughs> I already know you don't have them. You don't have earlobes. <laughs> Can make fun of me, John? Nope. <laughs> Maybe you get losers in a glorified body. Oh, uh, wait a minute. That's just, uh, yeah, he does. I got earlobes. Mr. Big Shot with earlobes got, over there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have hair. You have old hair. I got no hair. <laughs> glorified body glorified body now you know what though this is a podcast we're going to do a podcast on on uh uh, when we die do we get a new body and and here's i am convinced boy this is out of the pocket uh not has nothing to do with hope but hopefully it'll set you up for the next podcast he's chasing a (laughs) rabbit here but go ahead john you might lose a point here. so no 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 listen to this so when you die you get a new body just uh, when you go to hell, just the same as when you go to heaven. The worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched. What is that worm? It's something physical. Well, what happened to, to the rich man? Yeah. He had a body because he clearly looked with his eyes, heard with his ears, asked Abraham to send Lazarus over with and touched his tongue with the tip tongue. of his finger. Tongue. He He had a body. So when we die, we get we get a glorious body for resurrection, but I believe that the dead going to hell get a new body too. I'll study that out. You don't quite lose a point for that, John. Yeah, because so that's, you don't get a point. Look, that's really something to think about, isn't it? Is. It? Yeah, he he did. What you said was right out of the Bible, so I'll have to think about that's right. it. <laughs> you come in from left field sometimes, John, I, but I still love you. <laughs> That had nothing to do with hope, but it's something to think about. Let's get back on the rail here, John. Luke chapter 16, for those of you who might want to study it out with him and find out I'm right. Okay. 
so it's the hope of a glorified body. It, it was just something I was pondering actually a couple you know, days ago. We got something to celebrate here. We do. Because this is guaranteed, Philippians 3, 20 through 21. For our citizenship is in heaven. There's a promise. I like that. It's in the present tense. Yes. It's like we're all ready there. Isn't that beautiful? I love you, Jesus. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. And so here we are, like you said, this is a promise that's already happened. It's just, we're just waiting on the time to fulfill it. Now, when I say those going to hell get a new body, they're not going to get a glorious body. They're just going to get a body, just for clarification. I don't want people freaking out and going, I can't listen to him anymore. You know, (laughs) Duke's okay, but Johnny's off his rocker. I'll tell you this. I'm not going to stay up all night and study this out. I might just say someday 10,000 years from now, hey, Lord, what was up with Johnny when he said, is that that true? Yeah, and he's going to say, of course it was. (laughs) Get back to the text here, little brother. Here we go. The glorified body is 2 Thessalonians 1.10. When he comes, Jesus, in that day, the rapture, to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed and so we will have second thessalonians 110 when he comes in that day we uh to be glorified in his saints we're going to get a glorified body and be with christ like unto his incorruptible body absolutely i can't even fathom that type 2 diabetes gone Gone. cataracts on my eyes gone i'm gonna try to get rid of those next month actually (laughs) uh you were supposed to got rid of them last month i know but but that was wishful thinking (laughs) yeah that's the wrong kind of hope that's (laughs) That's hoping man man let me down right that's exactly what maybe jesus will come tonight i don't have to get those two surgeries there you go be better yeah but just think about that glorified body jesus ate in his glorified body. Yes, he did. And something that really thrills me about it, in his glorified body, after the resurrection, they're they're locked down. The windows are locked or shut, and the doors barred and locked. And, and all of a sudden, Jesus appears. He appeared. I mean, yeah. it was an unusual entry, isn't it? I'm just thinking, I'm in, I'm in a glorified body just like yeah. that. I'm playing hide-and-seek with my grandkids. I'm going to totally freak them out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be so much fun. I'm still just going to ride the motorcycle. I know. I was, uh, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just taking off. On I'm going to be disappearing and reappearing and you just be out on that bike. Yep. I'll be out there too, but I'm going to play a little glorified body hide and seek with the children. Oh, that's funny. All right. So look, here we have, we have the hope of a new earth. Um, Without a curse. How about that, farmers? Yes, All right. Gardeners. Which, by the way, we will be planting food in heaven. That's what I've been telling you, Johnny, for a long time. Which means... <laughs> Get you off that bike and into the garden with the hippie preacher friend of yours. Which means, as he knows, I'm sidestepping that, which means <laughs> that, that we are going to have a body that will consume food. Yeah, we're going to eat food. We're going to grow food. Yeah. And there'll be no curse. The, there'll be no critter issues. We won't have to spray. It'll be all organic. And, and the weed the weed uh, pressure will be gone. Can you imagine how good that will be? No fences around the garden. Man, it's, it's well, it's the paradise that was in Genesis yeah. that was yeah. lost. And, and we won't have clothing. 
I don't know what to say about that, John. No, I'm just saying, right? Because I think we'll, we'll go Adam back. Adam and Eve before the fall, you know. I think we're just going to go back to uh, the original. I'm and, not ready to tackle that, John. And which means you're we, out there on that limb all by yourself. <laughs> but I hope you're right. <laughs> oh, Look, I think because you know people were thinking that. You've embarrassed me, John. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Well, we're not in we're not in sinful bodies with a sinful mind. Right, that part might be true. Yeah, and we could see nakedness and not lust and be evil. Right, because it, th- that part won't be there. You There'll know, be... you're starting to build a biblical case for this. Don't I, mean, I am. You are. I'm just saying. Right. No point yet, though, bro. <laughs> you. No point yet. <laughs> but isn't it fun to think about it? I just think that's where we're going to be. Okay. I'm going to ask my wife about it when I get home. Yeah, ask her. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously during the thousand year reign of Christ, we'll have clothing. Yeah. But I think when our final state in heaven, nah, I don't know why we would. Clothing optional? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think, why would we need it? We'll never know our nakedness. We'll never realize that it's wrong. Yeah, because we won't be sinful. Right. There's nothing sinful about the body that God made. Yeah, so I think we're going to return Johnny, back. You're kind of be pulling pulling me over to your side yeah. here. You're scaring me, man. I thought I had all this stuff figured out. Oh, Let's just goodness. go back. The Bible does say clearly yeah. glorified body. body without sin. Yeah. Which yeah, could yeah. kind of open yeah. the door to maybe what he's thinking. Yeah, I don't right. know. I'm not quite ready to swallow that. We're gonna Only have, Johnny Westfall would think of that. We're gonna have a nudist colony in heaven. Dude, you almost wore that that mouthful of water. And I'm unvaccinated. I'm just so. saying. Oh my goodness! That we do have so fun funny. sometimes on on set. If you oh, can't tell, that is hilarious to me, man. Couldn't see that coming, could we? That's what happens when we veer away from our notes. Yeah. <laughs> Better get back on. So 2 Peter 3.13, the new earth. Uh, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. But that's also why, why um, you know, obviously we don't need clothing because um, we're not going to go back to, or, or we're, we're going to go back to Adam and Eve and not have sin. I'm moving on. Move on, um, John. Wait a minute. It's in the hope to live in these new glorified bodies. We're back on the glorified bodies. <laughs> We've only lost it, I think, uh, once before ever. Oh, on, that's on so podcast. All right, here we go. Uh, Roman or Revelation 21, two through four. It is the hope to live in these new glorified bodies on a new earth in the very presence of God himself for all eternity. Here we go. Two through four of, of Revelation 21. Then I, John, not me, this is John the apostle, <laughs> saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And verse 4 says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And that 
and of course that's going to happen after the the great white throne judgment mm-hmm. which is the the final stage i'm just sitting here listening to these wonderful promises of god mating made to hurting people in this sinful world uncertain world and i think of that song that old christian song i can only imagine, imagine. yeah i can only imagine and um you think in those glorified bodies there'll be no uh hospitals you know right no crutches no eyeglasses no hearing aids i have a, a lot of deaf friends that the first voice they they will have ever heard is the voice of Jesus. Oh my goodness. I've had a, a couple blind friends uh, who the first face they'll see will be Jesus. And then, you know, that we're just overwhelmed in, in, in our own bodies. Then I see my dad, holy cow, he got saved at age 68. And you know, is, is he, is he, he lived to be 81, smoked four packs of cigarettes a day, but only for 50 years. <laughs> and he made it to 81 and you know, his body broke down at the end, like everybody's does. But when I see him, he'll be young and strong and wow, wow, wow. We can only imagine. And God wrote all these promises to wow us a little bit, right? to just kind of let this be real to us. Uh, this hope, it's its just a matter of time until it's reality. And, you know, like we said with your church, you came here in hope, and then 16 years later, there's is an right. amazing church here. Uh, and this is a substance of those things that we hope for. And it's just a matter of time. All these things will be fulfilled. So I think we're back on the rail now, John. Right. Well, how about this, man? You know, the Bible talks about uh, eternal life and joy, this hope Ooh, we have. Yes. And, but, and it's in the presence of God. So Psalm sixteen eleven, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness, fullness of, of joy. joy in God's presence. But I believe that's in God's presence on earth. And I believe it's in God's presence in heaven. That's a great point. I mean, obviously heaven and, you know, the absence of sin and reunion with loved ones. And, uh, but even now, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Just back in my home church in Ohio, where I was saved 50 years ago, and then about three pastors later, they got a young guy there now that's on fire for Jesus. He was saved in the church at the very same spot I got saved Amen. at. Uh, he got saved about 20 years later, and I was home. And there was energy and joy in the presence of the Lord. And there was old people in joy and young people. We've heard about you, Brother Duke, and now we're so glad to get to meet you. And, oh, my goodness, in the presence of the Lord was the fullness of joy, even on this side. And it says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's a continuous thing. It's forever. So the hope we're talking about is this is the hope of all true believers, right? And it's not wishful thinking. This is promises of God uh, that we're talking about. And we've been promised by God himself. And that's, I'm telling you, God's a God that cannot lie. And so in 2 Corinthians 3.18, this is a promise by God himself. It says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from the glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. First John 3, 2 through 3. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know. Oh, say that again. We know. Yes. There's an absolute uh, uh, 
a promise to this truth. We know that when he, Jesus, is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope or this promise in Jesus purifies himself just as he is pure. I'm going to jump in on that. We see him. These promises are real to us. And something happens in our heart when these promises are claimed. I like mm-hmm. to be a promise claimer. And when, when and he, I, he speaks these incredible promises to us, they sink in, we believe them, and then that puts a desire inside of us to be pure, to right. be like him. I see a lot of people say, profess, I follow, I love Jesus, but they have no desire I, I to don't be know pure. they're saved. It's man. scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's something inside of me that wants to be like Jesus yeah. and to be pure and not judging, oh, I'm better than you because I I cut my hair shorter. No, none of that foolishness, but just right. in your heart to be pure right. before God right. and man. Well, and we've been promised that we who believe in Christ will be forgiven. Look here in Titus 1-2, in hope of eternal life, which God, who Who cannot cannot lie, lie, promised. That's that's the scripture verse on the uh, cornerstone of our Bible college, John. Yeah. Yes. Remember that? Promised before time began. Yeah. So we have this promise uh, from God uh, of of this absolute uh, guarantee. It's just so crazy. Could I put it this way? This is God's dream for us. Yes, it is. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's to think point. of it. That's the point. That's the point. Is it 10 to 1 now? <laughs> that, isn't that sweet? This is God's dream. Right. It's not right. our dream. Right. It's well, and, his dream. And here's the thing. The resurrection's no myth. I know some people, like, I was talking to a guy the other day. He was like, well, if you believe that gibberish, and I went, I do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Check the history books, dude. I do. Right. That's the thing. I always say, what year is it? 2022 what? A.D. A.D. I'm in the year of who? Jesus. Right. So, dude, you don't believe in the resurrection, but you measure your time from it. So that's yeah. your problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah, right. So, listen, it's a historical event. It was witnessed by hundreds of people. Look here in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 8. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the Twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. That's Paul. And that was Paul. And so we have witness after witness after witness after witness that he uh, uh, rose from the dead. And then after 40 days, Jesus ascends, Acts 1-3. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Infallible proofs. Infall- Go on. I just want to <laughs> emphasize that, John. Being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And then Ephesians 1.20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And so what we see is just over and over and over again where he resurrected, he was witnessed, and then Ephesians one twenty, 
the scriptures say that God the Father put him at the right hand of him. I want to go back to put two things together here. The promiser, God, and the witnesses. As I said before, a promise is only as good as the one who made it. That was God. He's real good. Now we look at these witnesses. I remember I was at UPS and uh, this uh, full timer threw a bag of, uh, of a bag of small sorts, like maybe 40, 50 packages in a big bag on the wrong truck on purpose. That's a mortal sin at UPS. Yeah. <laughs> mortal sin. He was bragging about it. He came down and sat next to me at break time and three or four other guys, and he was bragging about it. So I'm a witness. Right. I don't want to be a witness. But I'm a witness. Yeah. Cause so now he's got you locked in. So now yeah. the stat, the the people, the uh, the leaders um, found out what he did, and they're trying to build a case against him. And they had all the facts. So they called in one of the guys at the table who was who was a witness, and he wouldn't speak, he wouldn't talk, because it was going to cost him something. He'd be in trouble with the union, and somebody might take him out back and whoop him and. He might be floating uh, in the downstream in the Hudson River later that night. Then they called in me <laughs> as a witness. It wasn't any fun. And I know that if, if I don't tell the truth, I, I, I just... You have to I'm answer a, to God. I'm a truth teller. And they knew that. They expected me to tell the truth. They knew how a Christian ought to act. And so I use it as a witnessing tool, and I took about 20 minutes, preached the gospel to him, <laughs> and, and said, you know, I'm in a hot spot. If, if I lie, I'm in trouble, and I'm not going to lie. And if I tell you the truth, I'm in trouble with the union, and, but the union doesn't pay my thing. And if I, if I don't tell you what I know, then I'm in trouble with my company that pays my paycheck. And so now, no matter what I do, I am a loser. Right. And I said, I'm totally innocent of all charges. I'm not even, but you know what? Before God, I'm a witness. And, um, <laughs> I told the truth and the guy got two weeks off, uh, with, without pay. And, uh, I had some, a couple of union guys in, in the, in the break room. You'll love this, Johnny. I was break at off time and they're over there and they're saying, what do you do? What do you do with the part-timer? It's a stool pigeon. He, he rats out his foot. And they were talking, they were talking to me and they were like right behind oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just got up. You'd be proud of it. I stood him off right in face to face said, you guys talking to me? You want to talk? You want to go up, break my kneecaps? <laughs> Let's go. And I, I got in their face. They were trying to intimidate me and kind of on the inside, they sort of yeah, were. Sure. But on the outside, I, I, Maybe Jesus says, turn the other cheek, but uh, <laughs> here, here's the cheek. Go ahead and punch it. And they, they shut right up, and I never had any problems. Right. But these witnesses yeah. witnessed the resurrection of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And what price did most of them pay? Well, a lot of them, if they believed in Jesus Christ, they lost their business. They lost their home. They had, were kicked out of their city. There was a great price to pay. And many of them <clears throat> died and they died. Death. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we have the quality of yep. these witnesses yep. and they turned the world upside down. Yep. So when it uses the word witnesses there, that, that's a powerful group of people who were privileged to see the resurrection of Jesus. It, it changed everything. everything for them. And it changed everything for you. And well, well, and, and the thing too, that we got to remember is Jesus is going to come again and he's going to judge the living and the dead. Uh, and, and, these are all things, guys, that are just proof and that we, that, that we see in scriptures. We've got witnesses. And so the whole point of 
of giving you the facts here is so that you realize this is not mystical. This is real and history proves it. So he's going to come again to judge Acts 1042. And he commanded us to preach to people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. And so uh, we are going to see that it goes on in 43 to him, all the prophets, Witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission or forgiveness of sins. Also, what we see is that God uh, said it'll be and God accomplishes everything that he says. In Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And so again, we are seeing the promises of God always attached to the word hope in the scriptures. Yeah. It's like a comforter, isn't it? It, it like really nice, is. Nice, down-filled comforter on a cool night. It just reminds you, right? First uh, Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is faithful. He cannot lie, and therefore uh, the hope in Christ is our true promise. We rest in him. He um, calls us to his glory. Well, and for further proof, assurance, whatever, God's given us the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians uh, 1, 21 and 22. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. God's like, I don't want you to just believe. I'm going to give you something to prove what I've said and give you something solid to believe in. And that is my son, Jesus Christ, my word, my word, my son, and then my power. I remember as just crossing over from unbelief to belief and the girl who was witnessing to me took me to church. Um, I had a million questions and she gave this verse that made no sense to me at all in the moment. She said, the spirit itself, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are present tense, the sons of God. Romans eight sixteen. Yeah. And, and I said, well, how, how do you know? And she said, you'll know. You'll... And I was like, no, you got to tell me. Right. She said, you'll know. you'll know. And then I came to Christ and you knew. And I knew. There's no denying it, man. Yeah, it's like old things have passed away. Yes. All things have become new. Well, and that's that's really how you know is because you're not thinking like you used to think. You're not holding on to what you used to hold on to. Uh, and what you used to agree with that went with God, you no longer agree with. Total change of heart. Total. Total change of mind. Yes. Yes. Shows and on th- the outside, doesn't it? And that's Romans eight sixteen. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of of God. And if you don't have that of uh, the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit, then you're probably not a child of God. Yeah. You see, John, I quoted the scripture, but I couldn't remember where it's at anymore. <laughs> your day's coming. I had it. I had it for I you, know. man. You were there for me. Yeah. Romans eight seventeen. Half point. Half point. Okay. I'll do a half point on that one and a half point on this one, which gives me a whole point. Okay. All right. The Spirit confirms our adoption into God's family, Romans 8, 17. The Spirit himself bears, uh, oh, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So the Holy Spirit confirms our relationship. 
I want to say to our audience, let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> Joint heirs with Christ. I have a kind of a weird application of that. The Bible says in Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. So I'm up in the Adirondacks. I'm in Adirondack. 46 are climbed all the high peaks, and it's absolutely beyond words beautiful. And I realize all this is his, yep. and all this is mine. That That's my mountain. Yeah, I climbed that mountain. I own that. You mountain. own that mountain. I own <laughs> right. it. That's I right. do. I own. Think about that. I own Mount Marcy. It's mine. Yeah. And yeah. I claimed it. Yeah. It's my father's. It belongs to him. And everything that belongs to him belongs to me. Isn't that neat? That's what the scriptures say. Yeah. And it's like this, this now, earth now is our a, cro- a crooked government won't give it to us. Oh, that's true. But God already has, so we don't care about the crooked government. Yeah, the government's temporary. God's eternal. Hey, amen but and see, amen. there's applications I'm to glad this. the government's temporal. <laughs> Especially the New York government. Because there's no hope in that. Amen. It's there's no that. hope in the resident. That's all going to burn no, up soon. All of it, and soon being the operative word. Yeah. How about this? Titus uh, 2, 11 through 14, uh, talks about the ultimate Christian hope that is literally in Christ's return. Here we go. Uh, Titus 2, 1, uh, 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. There's our promise, guys. God is, Jesus is coming back, and when he comes back, he's going to take us, and when he takes us, we are with him forever, and we don't deal with a crooked anything anymore. God sums it up one word. Heaven. Heaven. Right? Because of Christ will triumph over sin, guilt, death, and hell itself, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 58. So when this corruptible, this old flesh... flesh has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, because we have the victory, we have the hope, which is the promise, my beloved brethren, only to the Christian, be steadfast, immovable, always bounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I paraphrased uh, that verse a couple years ago. It's like this. Na, 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 na. It's a good good interpretation. I think it's awesome, point, right? Point, no. point. Ah, As, uh, <laughs> come on, man. That's the best I got, John. That's the best I got. I'll give you a point for effort. Thank you. I had to beg for it. Effort, effort. There we go. Uh, Romans 8.37, yet in all these things we are more more than conquerors through Jesus who loved us. Yes, amen. We're more than, we are victorious. We live in the Soviet state of New York and things are caving in around us, but we do not have our tail between our legs. We have our eyes on Jesus. We have our hands on the plow. We're letting our voice be heard. We're salt. We're light. We're going to worship our way through. We're going to praise our way through. He gave us all these precious promises. And I'll let you wrap up in a minute. But you know, 
what Johnny didn't tell you before. We did this podcast two <laughs> weeks ago, and something went awry with the equipment, and it didn't get recorded, and we had to redo it yeah. today. Yeah. I think we did it better the I think, second time. I think the Lord blessed it better the second time. The second time was a little sillier. <laughs> <laughs> but what a time to celebrate, huh? Yeah, but we were celebrating on that. We just didn't talk about uh, yeah. the nudist colony. No, we, we, we didn't. <laughs> You didn't take us there that time, John. You did this time. <laughs> All of God's promises find their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. First Timothy 1 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. And so all these promises God will fulfill through Jesus Christ on our behalf hope promise hope promise hope promise it's all there and amazing and we're almost there johnny it is all there i want to ask the audience a question i've asked a lot why do i love him so much <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get new listeners and all they're gonna hear is nudist colony uh, they're so never, don't tune they're never tuning us in again uh <laughs> listen it's all debatable hey, i'm just saying <laughs> sorry about that folks we love you <laughs> And we oh, love Johnny, too. We love this goodness. guy. How can we not love you, Johnny? Oh, I love you, man. And I love you guys. And, hey, listen to this. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this one statement. It's Romans, Romans 15, 13. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Guys, I hope this has encouraged you and, and gave you some levity for your day and the time that we're in and that you trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless.